0: Hi, and welcome back to the Curiosity Podcast. Today, we have Anisha, who is researching and innovating in quantum computing and artificial intelligence. She's working on educating students about emerging technologies worldwide through community. Could you please give us a quick introduction to yourself and like what you're doing right now?
1: Yeah, of course. And thank you all for having me. I'm Anisha, I'm 16, and I'm based out of New York. I would like to describe myself as a problem solver, but I guess that's a pretty vague way of putting it. So more specifically, I'm trying to build the next generation of the quantum competent workforce. Community is a training platform where individuals of all ages can come on and train in different skills in quantum computing, whether it be linear algebra or quantum finance. And our goal with that is that we're going to eventually build the people who are gonna be working in the quantum workforce and work towards solving the biggest problems that quantum is facing right now
0: amazing so first kind of question for you is what got you interested in stem and specifically quantum computing
1: Like I genuinely enjoy the innovation. I think that's just because I think that tech is a great way of solving problems. And I said before, like I think of myself as a problem solver. And I used to think that I would solve things with humanities, but I just think that technology is the way that the world is moving towards solving problems. And that's kind of how I see myself as a STEM person is like, this is the way in which we're gonna be able to solve so many different issues is with technology. That's why I was like, I need to make sure I'm like integrated in space to some extent. And then, uh quantum computing specifically honestly that was just an accident I just found it and I was like this is pretty sick <laughs> like I was like this is pretty cool um I I knew I, I knew the word quantum because uh I watched the movie Ant-Man like 90 times and it's just something that's like ingrained in my memory at this point and they talked about like the quantum realm all the time so I was like oh you know what might as well try it out and I actually did try it out I love the whole community I love the technology and everything about it
0: I love that. I love that. Ant Man was the the originator of your passion for quantum computing. Yes, yes, yeah,
1: I've written so many articles about it too. Like you can definitely find me talking about it on like in like past talks or like articles. Like I'm sh- I'm pretty sure the whole internet knows about my obsession at this point. I just watched Black <laughs> Widow too, like this weekend.
0: Yeah, you they're good movies. Yeah. They're good movies. I know. Yeah. <laughs> For our audience that may not know, can you explain quantum computing in basic terms? Because I feel like when a lot of people hear quantum, they think it's super complex, and you know, they can't really understand it. So could you give a little description for yourself?
1: Yeah, so to preface, it actually is pretty complicated. So like, so I know a bunch of quantum professionals, if they watch this, will get mad at me if like, for the way I'm about to explain it. This is just a really simplified version, but like, if anyone has taken a typical high school computer science class you know that the way in which computers operate is in binary so ones and zeros and it just operates off of gates and functions off of those two digits the way that quantum computers operate is because there is a quantum mechanical state called superposition where an electron is in a half state it's able to compute not only in just binary but in four digits so zero 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 one one zero and one one and those four states allow them to compute exponentially faster which gives them bigger applications in optimization problems and machine learning and cryptography and all that stuff yeah it's
0: a really simplified way of putting it
1: but essentially it's just a faster type of computing
0: that's an awesome explanation I honestly heard so many explanations of quantum computing and I'm not at all in that space like I know like (laughs) about it Um, but that was actually probably like one of the best, like, you know, good explanations. That's like really quick and simplified I've heard. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and I guess like moving away from quantum computing to another like big, you know, hyped up technology, machine learning, also like artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence, kind of the same thing. Um, how did you get started learning about like machine learning and what advice would you give to students wanting to learn those skills?
1: So I kind of learned machine learning in tandem with quantum machine learning because I was just like learning quantum first and then I was like, oh damn, this can do so much for machine learning. And I was like, you know what, all those people who are working on AI, I'm gonna like one up you. So that's what I <laughs> so that's what I like went out and tried to do, um, tried to get into quantum machine learning and I learned a lot of machine learning algorithms so I could implement them onto a quantum computer. I there's a lot of like videos online. There's a lot of documentation for like the different AI libraries that I use, tutorials. Uh, luckily, I think AI is like, there's a lot of resources even like Stack Overflow, think they're really helpful on there.
0: So you've done a ton within quantum computing and then artificial intelligence and I would love to know because these are both two very impactful technologies how do you think they will change the world and which industries do you think will be impacted most
1: um like all of them honestly i think that i think that the way we had the industrial revolution a while ago in which we industrialized like the majority of jobs like everyone was like oh we're gonna industrialize like uh clothes making but then agriculture ended up being industrialized too everything got impacted and the way in which our society is structured now is that so many jobs that existed back then don't exist today and I think that the same thing is going to happen with AI and automation in which every single industry is going to be impacted to a certain extent like a truck driver even if they still have their job it's not going to look the exact same and obviously there are some jobs that are not going to exist anymore but a lot of most of them will be changed to some extent and yeah. I just think especially like the ones in which like it's repetitive tasks, I think those are probably like the easiest to automate. So I guess those, I would say those are where it's going to be hit the hardest.
0: Mm-hmm. So you would say like the jobs for the most part will kind of exist, except they'll be like for the most part automated. So they won't acquire as much skills and expertise to get into that position, right? Yeah.
1: I think I read a stat once that said it's like 183 million jobs are going to be automated. So I mean, like, that's a lot. I don't know how many industries that is. Like, I don't know if it's just like, oh, we're going to automate the entire like service industry and then it's, all of a sudden that's 183. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, there will be a lot of jobs that don't exist anymore. And I think that's fine because there will always be also be jobs that are created in like new sectors, same way as we saw with like every other like technological revolution. And. But yeah, even if the job still exists, I think it will be fundamentally changed. The same way like agriculture changed during the agricultural revolution. Like We're not doing the exact same like hand harvesting. Like John Deere came in with his tractor and he was like, oh, look at this. Like look how much more efficient we are. And everyone there was like, fuck this. Like now I don't have a job, but those people retrained and they got like a better job. And he like changed the way that all of them thought about agriculture, but in the long run, I mean, arguably in the long run, it ended up being better but yeah Mm -hmm, for sure I think the same thing goes for something like AI
0: definitely definitely and like one last point about that um interestingly enough like truck drivers are huge especially in like North America and like that's going to think be the the biggest change because there are so many people having those jobs and then with like autonomous vehicles Mm -hmm. that'll be taken over so it's like interesting like what will those people do because you know maybe they don't want to go to school so it's just like a yeah interesting to think about the future and that brings us to education because let's say if it's automation, the only choice is for the most part, uh, well, there's several choices. There's like universal basic income or there's like kind of having an education again and finding a new job. And mm-hmm. you have a company uh, and it's called Community. Yeah. Uh, with a Q and then Unity. I think that's really clever. I love it. Um, thank, so you, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Can you walk us through your process of founding this company and what pushed you to do so?
1: Yeah. I mean, we founded Community on accident. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. So whenever people ask me like, oh, how did you start? Like, I didn't do it on purpose. If I knew, like, I would tell you. Um, we essentially uh, tried to start a hackathon. It was supposed to be just a one-off hackathon, not a company, not an organization, but it got canceled because this was supposed to be in March of 2020. And three days before it was supposed to happen, New York City went on lockdown. No events, nothing. Everyone's supposed to stay inside. So we are like, oh, damn it. Like, oh, come on. And we had like IBM as a sponsor and everything. So it was really really bummed out but we decided to host workshops instead because we had a lot of interest people from like Idaho were like oh my gosh this is so cool like i wish i could come in will you host anything near where i am and i was like it's idaho's so probably not but thankfully due to covid um there was a, a lot more opportunity to do things online so we did zoom workshops and then we got so much interest that we were just like this is a huge gap there's not really people who are creating quantum computing for beginners or like high school students everything that exists is just books and like long long pdfs for people who at least have the fundamentals of like matrix multiplication like linear algebra down and yeah that's beginners to quantum but they're not like you we want to go a step lower than that and that's really where community was founded Is just like we noticed this gap after trying it out or finding it ourselves and yeah we've ever since then we've just kept growing kept listening to the community seeing what they want and they needed and building those products for
0: them I love that story because it's like full of resilience so I guess like a big setback like obviously huge like COVID hit like pandemic everything's locked down that sucks and they get IBM as a sponsor and then you just like change yeah. it to be like something even better that's like longer and you even found a company at your age that's that's incredible that's awesome um yeah. yeah so I guess I I looked at the like the company and I saw it was a non-for-profit which I find uh, interesting. And I always find it interesting to think about, you know, what goes the, behind the thought process of making something a prof- for profit or non for profit. So can you walk us through your thought process of making community a non for profit
1: The reason community is a not, the reason I would say someone would go for the not prof- for profit route is one, you want investment. So let's say you have like huge startup costs. Like, I don't know, you're building a particle accelerator you probably need initial investment and you're probably not gonna get that much money in donations. The second reason is to attract employees. I think that's a huge thing. Uh, So people usually want more money and in a non-for-profit you're not really gonna be paid to a point where you're getting a lot of profit. You're just gonna be paid a very little amount of money. So I think that's like the main benefits of of a for-profit. We decided to go not-for-profit and the biggest reason why is because we wanted to make sure our things were made accessible. Um, when you are a not-for-profit, you can get revenue through sponsorships and donations, which is honestly all we really needed to run because we don't have very expensive costs, like the majority of what we do is very, very low cost, so just a tiny bit of investment is enough, and I think making us a for-profit would make it a lot more difficult for us to get that sources, those sources of revenue, and then additionally, we wouldn't be open we would have to like pay our employees more and stuff like that so I just thought it was better for like the amount we were charging for our courses like we really weren't doing it for profit
0: yeah that makes sense and I'm sure founding a company at 15 years old uh came with a lot of challenges so what challenges have you faced being the CEO of your own company and is there anything you wish you knew beforehand
1: um yeah actually I, I think this is something that like I haven't even realized it was a big challenge until recently when like someone spoke it out out loud to me but I feel like the biggest problems that I've been facing is just like like emotional intelligence or like people skills because I think managing people is a lot harder than like I ever thought it would be I would just be like oh you hire someone so because they work for you just tell them what to do and then bam it's done and you're operating and I was like that's there's just so much more to it people have problems people have setbacks people have roadblocks and you want to make sure that no matter how much their feelings change at the end of the day the work is still getting done and the whole company is still moving forward and being able to manage that and like developing the skills to handle all of those and be a leader was probably like the most challenging thing because I've just never experienced anything like it before. But yeah, I'm glad that I had the experience because I think it's definitely something that can help anyone going forward, just learning how to deal with people and like growing your emotional intelligence.
0: It's so great that you had this experience at such a young age. It's like a rare, I guess, opportunity that you created for yourself, which makes it even better. Um, Yeah. For developing like that skill of like learning how to manage people and like those kind of people skills, like how would you recommend, you know, ambitious young people who want to start their own company like now or one day um, to train that skill uh, right now, like how to manage people well, how to be a good boss, like not so everyone's like kind of like, oh, it's them again, like they're going to make me do so much work. Um, so how would you like train that skill? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that there are just so many group opportunities that we have in our day-to-day lives. And for me, reflecting on it, I was passive about so many of those opportunities, like whether we do like a school project or something else, I just really didn't care. And I'd let someone else take over. But obviously, if you don't want to go to starting your company or out, starting a company or out, it's totally fine because not everyone is right for that or wants to do that. Um, I think that you should definitely just be more active in situations where the opportunity is presented to you. And from there use that experience to develop your people skills because there are so many leadership opportunities like literally every you just have to
0: stand up and like make yourself the leader you know for sure and like at least I found this when there are like leadership opportunities I don't know maybe it's like a, like a female thing like being a girl I don't know where it is but I felt so weird being like can I like kind of manage this project like I felt like how can I have the audacity to like ask for that but just do it and like for me as well like I did a consulting challenge and I asked to like manage that and I learned so much from that so yeah definitely Mm -hmm. just like stepping out of your comfort zone and just asking for what you want um and I guess like a follow-up on that is is there any advice like other advice you would give to high schoolers looking to fund their own companies um in the future so like found slash fund uh yeah
1: yeah I mean one thing is one piece of advice is you don't have to start a company like I know it's like a sexy term, like, oh, I started a company. Like, honestly, there are just so many things you can, you can do the same thing probably without making it like a, officially a company. So like, that's just a tangent and I can probably go into it more, but I think that you can get a lot of impact that like tying yourself into one project forever. And then the second thing is if you are starting a company, make sure you have focus, like you have time and you're going to put effort into it. Cause I know a lot of people who are like, I'm going to start a startup. And then they're like, but I'm also captain of the DECA team. I also um, play three varsity sports. I also like refuse to dip below 4.0 GPA and like a million other things. And I'm like, see, this is when you should not start a company and you should just go back to a project. Like make sure you have time and focus to put into it or else maybe now is not the time. And you might be a good person for it, but it it really at this age, it does require sacrifices because it is just such a huge time investment, especially if you want to be operating in like the real world with like real donors, real sponsors who like expect more from you than just like a few hours a day, you know?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, founding your own company in high school does require a lot of commitment and sacrifice. Uh, And so you definitely have to be cautious about how you do approach that and not do it just for the sake of doing it. But being a CEO yourself, what ideal what ideal skills in your opinion make a successful CEO
1: um yeah it's it's like what I just said before It's just learning how to manage people and I think I think I had like almost a bulldozer mentality where I was just like I need I like I'm, I'm a very impatient person it's like one of my biggest flaws it's just I like I, I kind of have like this idea of like what I want done and like when I want it done by and obviously when I like do it myself, I just work according to my own schedule. So when I hired, started hiring people, I was like, okay, now they work according to my schedule. Well, that's not how it works, right? Like they have their own lives, they have their own setbacks. As I said before, their own roadblocks. And it's like, yeah, they might it might slow me down to train someone else and show them how I'm thinking or like make them buy into the vision. But in the long run, like that is what success is. It's making other people buy into your vision and making them work for themselves in a sense, and not just working for, like, your, for your vision, because it's also theirs.
0: I love that, and I don't think that's talked about enough, because as you said, it is, like, really trendy to say, I want to start a company in the future, like, and it's, like, what, like, about what? They're, like, I don't know, (laughs) like, okay, that's a different topic, Yeah. um, (laughs) no one really talks about, like, the people that you will have to hire to do that, and, like, how to communicate Mm -hmm. your vision to them, so that's, like, I'm so happy you're talking about this.
1: Yeah, I honestly think that, like, uh, reinforcing your the vision and like that whole and like people skills is like fifty or sixty percent of what I do. like that's just the majority of it. It's just like people management mm-hmm. and then everything else is just like little and gritty stuff, but that's like the biggest chunk of everything and I think it's just such an important skill that so many people just underdevelop and I think anytime you have a leadership
0: opportunity, just taking advantage of that would be like a great way to develop those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like going back to the fact that you are still in high school, um, mm-hmm. did you ever experience any like hardships or like, I guess, like struggles and balancing, you know, your school life and your company? Uh, how did you kind of maintain okay. this balance?
1: Um, I still experience troubles like all the time. It's just like, uh, yeah, I mean, I-, I think it's just about choosing what you want, right? Like for me, I know that like I have my priorities, like what is most important to me? like, and I have, like, a few, right, and I rank them, because you have to rank them, there's just going to be times when one will conflict with the other, and you have to make a choice, so for me, I know which one I choose in that instance, and I feel like a lot of people, like, refuse to make that decision, you have to make that decision, like, you're just gonna have to, I'm not saying you can't do both, but you need, there's gonna be sacrifices to be made, and you need to make sure you know which one you're picking, even in, like, real life, if it's, like, someone who wants to run, like, nine companies like Elon Musk does and like also have a family it's like you have to know sometimes like in which like what do I pick because they will end up conflicting like if you want to make anything a priority they will conflict at some point and obviously you can like reduce the amount of commitments you have so they conflict as as least like the least amount possible but there will inevitably be conflicts so I just think it's about like picking what you want.
0: Mm-hmm. So like definitely prioritization that's something yeah. I was horrible at especially at the start of the mm-hmm. year I was like I need to do everything now <laughs> and then I would always be thinking about like yeah different things like I'm doing like let's say I'm studying for a math test I'd be like I have to have a call in like you know half an hour I need to prepare for the call and then I'm like no I'm studying for the math test like stop like you know think about other things so again yeah, another good sure. skill to have um and did you have any like daily skill not skills like habits um that you developed that made uh, a difference in your life in either productivity or happiness? Um,
1: I honestly, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm just not the most healthy person. Like I have a pretty bad sleep schedule and I have like, I have a caffeine addiction and stuff. So maybe I'm not the best person to learn from this but I did notice that when I woke up at 6am for like a whole month and worked out every morning, That actually improved my mood a lot. And I was able to slightly wean off coffee because by the time the day ended up coming to an end, like I was already really tired. So I would sleep really early, wake up at a decent time. And I read something somewhere that says like, when you wake and you, when you sleep and wake up with the sun, your body's just happier. And I don't know, I guess like that's a thing because I was just a happier person at that whole time. I don't know. But then I stopped doing it because I got stressed because of AP season. So anyway, maybe I'm not like the best person to listen to to get to like give this out advice out because I don't really follow it myself. But you know what? If you want to wake up at six AM, go for it. If you don't um, break your caffeine addiction, you should do that too. And I also used to journal. Um, I thought that helped me a lot. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good <laughs> advice. That's good advice. You know, it it happened. So that is good. Uh, some yeah. some things to try out there. Beside community and working on these kinds of projects, what do you do in your downtime?
1: Ah! oh my gosh this is such a hard question because I'm just like a hobby hopper like I (laughs) I oh I literally just came up with that term okay I never have said that before I love it it's Mm -hmm. such a perfect way to describe it because I just I get new hobbies all the time I I am currently into boxing and skateboarding those are my hobbies um before that my hobbies were crochet and scuba diving yeah I know it's it, they're really random and I just they're just sometimes and I just get like inspiration oh and surfing I went through a surfing case oh anyway but we're like, right now I just like I, I really enjoy just like trying a lot of things I think I'm an adrenaline junkie to some point so as much as like as much adrenaline as I can get in a hobby it's really fun so like all my stuff is like extreme sports <laughs> so I think those are really fun but yeah that's kind of what I do in my downtime is I just try new hobbies and I usually make my friends do it with me so it becomes almost like a social activity so I can like see my friends maybe I get like a few hours off in a day and I'm just like oh let's go skateboard like fun activity and also I get to see
0: people I just want to say you are so cool like everything you do, <laughs> I'm like why are you the coolest person I've ever met and I kind of agree with you I think I'm like like you know <laughs> you're sort of like um like similar to you because I'm, I I always have a caffeine addiction it's not good it's not a good thing I know I can't get familiar. off of it <laughs> and then also I love like sports and especially like outside and like more like adrenaline like kind of sports so yeah, yeah for awesome. sure um, I don't know where
1: you live but you should definitely like we could go I'm scuba diving together yeah I'm, yeah, in, I'm, New New I'm in New York
0: okay I'm, I'm, I'm like gonna take a train it'll be great it'll be great
1: yes yeah we can go scuba diving it'll be so yeah. fun
0: <laughs> podcast while scuba diving Yes.
1: Yeah, no, I actually quit caffeine for a week back in December. I just like went cold turkey. And I swear to you, I slept until 3pm every single day. Like, I don't know, I, I just don't think my body knew how to handle it. It went into like, hibernation. <laughs> and then I mean, actually, after that, like the net whole next whole month, I just woke up at 6am. And I was like, like grinding. But yeah, at some point, I think if you're if you if it genuinely doesn't like work for you because I kind of almost forced myself to be a morning person and I was like this is just such like a path that I don't enjoy like I for me I am more productive at night like I do get more productive at night I'm kind of just like forcing myself to do something that doesn't work with me so I'm just I'm trying to go and do things the way that like I genuinely am instead of forcing myself to be someone that I'm not if that makes sense
0: yeah definitely makes a lot of sense um so I guess like another career question um mm-hmm. what are your goals for your next uh, like five years um and like I guess upcoming more shorter term goals like one-year goals maybe a month goals but mm-hmm. like what are they and then also how do you like develop those goals because everyone has like a different like framework about like how they go about like defining goals that would fulfill them not only in their like career life but also like you know personal life and like yeah boards and stuff like that
1: Mm-hmm. so I guess I can start really top level and I think right now the kind of framework in which I view my life is I just don't want to have a good time and the reason and I'm really privileged to be able to say that because I know there's a lot of people who like prerequisites to a good time is like I need to put in, make enough money to put on the table and like that is definitely something I care about but I think that I just kind of view it as like there's the things that everyone needs to do like everyone needs a job everyone needs to like maybe have like family and friends but like why not Like, why would I, why would you waste your time, like, on a job that you don't enjoy? Why would you waste your time doing something that doesn't teach you something else, you know? Like, I had an internship, for example, and I just felt like it wasn't teaching me much, and it wasn't really making me have a good time. And I know, like, the world is so big. Like, if you want to, you you don't have to be in that one internship. Like, you can just get another that actually teaches you something and have a good time there. And that's kind of, like, the framework in which I view myself in my life, because I think if I'm not really passionate about something, if I'm not enjoying it, if I'm not having fun in it, I'm not really going to be successful in it anyway, so that's kind of how I view it, and, like, everything I do is really fun for me. Uh, Short-term versus long-term girls, I want to absorb as much knowledge in the short-term as possible, because I think at some point, like, the older you grow, there's more of a pressure to see, like, results. I think there's, like, when you're 25, 26, you're like, oh, fuck, like, I have a pressure to start a family, you know what I mean? Like, you have, like, you have all these different things that are just weighing in on you. You probably have like, I don't know, like your distant aunt who's like, oh, so when are you gonna have kids? Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's like all those different things that like come into play. But I think right now we're, we're like, I'm at a point where I'm just like, I'm so lucky that I like live with my parents still. Like I have the freedom that I don't need to necessarily like make my own income. I need, I can, I have the freedom to just like take unpaid internships, learn as much as I possibly can. And then use those things to propel me even further in the future and so yeah I'm trying to absorb as much as possible and not focusing on results which is obviously hard because I'm like you know I like want to see results and like I feel like everyone's inclined to like I want to see results but yeah I think I think learning
0: is a big part nice so I like the thing that you said about having fun uh and we're gonna have some fun right now because we're going into a speed question round with a oh, okay, food okay. theme so it's gonna be great um, done theme. This did you just before. say you're a first person it yeah, is food. Food theme. Food. yeah. Oh, we're gonna ask okay. you would you rather food. this or that and food. then you gotta give our okay dog. yeah yeah I can do this I can do this I I'm
1: not very I'm not a really like diverse eater though so like I don't even know if I like know what these <laughs> foods are but we can we can try it out we can try oh no, they're like
0: they're they're basic it's okay you're good okay
1: okay <laughs> you
0: got this Okay. okay, Nyla, start, I will choose start
1: pasta off. every time. Okay, okay. yes, yeah. keep going.
0: <laughs> First one brownies or cookies? Oh, What kind of cookie? Just one second. <laughs> oh, cookie. <laughs> this is cookie? Okay, ice cream or hot chocolate? Ice cream. Chocolate versus vanilla? Vanilla. Cake versus pie? Cake. Agree. Cinnamon buns versus cupcakes? Cupcakes. Milkshake versus slushy. Milkshake. McDonald's versus DQ. McDonald's. Uh Lollipops or Starburst? <laughs> Starburst. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate?
1: Dark chocolate or milk chocolate?
0: Milk chocolate. Ah, mm. both me and Nyla are like hardcore dark chocolate. So I disagree with you on that one. That is amazing for you. That
1: is so healthy <laughs> and great. I could never, but yeah. Awesome. <laughs>
0: blueberries versus strawberries Blue- strawberries Good. gummy worms or gummy bears gummy bears sour candy versus sweet candy sour 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 i love sour candy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and our last yeah. one very random off off uh, off topic dates versus raisins neither but i guess raisins <laughs> you like have to choose <laughs> way, way. Like, yeah we said this is because, like, before we did this podcast, we went on a quick call to like organize it,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I was like, I'm feeling really tired because I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm amazing, and you know, I worked out. <laughs> that
1: <laughs> is so cool.
0: I know. Like, I'm just joking. Help. I'm just joking. But I was like, I'm really tired because of that. So I have like this sugar, like you know, like need, like I really want something sweet. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I had five dates before this. And then that was like, oh my God, you had five dates. Like, what were you doing today? Like, on five dates, with guys. I'm like, no. Oh. I worked all day. So we were like- Yeah, so we thought we should incorporate that for you, Anisha. hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> Thank you.
1: I appreciate it.
0: That brings us to the end of our podcast. But before you go, we would love for you to give us three action items for our audience.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think- The first one is, I briefly mentioned this, but I think everyone should start journaling. I personally found that I, when I started journaling, would do it for like three hours a day. And sometimes that would be unsustainable and it led to me quitting. But I have recently discovered that there's like five minute daily journals that you can just fill in some little blanks. And it's really good for reflecting and showing gratitude and all of those different things. And, you know, you can even like find friends that you share your daily journals with and you can like almost give them a glimpse of what your life is like. And I feel like that's definitely something like a social aspect that can bring joy to it. Uh, the second thing is resilience. I think a lot of us kind of live in a mindset where we think that when people give us the time of day, like they're doing us a favor. But I think when we change our mind and we're just like, oh, wow, like I deserve to like be talking to this person right now, you like really change your entire mindset. And for example, like let's say someone set, cancels a meeting on you and don't let them just like don't wait for them to reschedule it because chances are a lot of times they don't just like email them back over and over again be like when is this going to happen like don't take no for an answer and I think you'll realize that so many more opportunities come that way um the third thing is a huge part of my life and I think it should be part of anyone's life is just make sure you're having fun I think a lot of people focus on like their very like high level goals like I want to get into a good college and I want to do yada 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 get this job like I want to get these grades and that's totally fine I think there's no problem with having those goals but just make sure you're achieving them in a way that's fun for you for example I don't know like maybe you want to go to Harvard you know like that's fine but just find like in you know maybe you're doing like your president of the math team or like the debate team and that's how you want to go there but if those things aren't fun for you quit them and find another thing that is fun for you be really good at it and then still get into Harvard I just think that when you live a life where you're optimizing for yourself having a good time you notice that you work a lot more efficiently and you're working a lot more passionately towards everything you're doing
0: and yeah
1: journal be resilient and have fun
0: love those action items especially like the have fun one i feel like it's like something not talked about enough and i think we should have a really good life and like you know you can do it so it's a great yes. reminder for that Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I had a great time on it. uh, And I learned like a lot from you, uh, which is amazing. So thanks so much for being here. Yes, thank you
1: for having me. And I'm looking forward to when you come to New York and we're going to go scuba diving. For sure, for sure.